So we're going to need to look at more interesting problems. Even something as simple as taking half of a sample, say, every day. So suppose something decays, a sample decays at a rate of 50%. This time we'll do every day. How long will it take for a sample of, say, 20 grams to go down, break down, um, reduce down to all of those phrases you might read, reduce down to two grams. A sample decays at a rate of 50% every day. How long, i.e., how many days this time, will it take for a sample of 20 grams to reduce down to 10 grams? So take a minute to pause. Write down the information that's given in mathematical terms. Find a formula. Set up the formula. See if you can solve for how long it'll take for 20 grams to break down to 2 grams. You might get stuck, and that's entirely expected. All right, coming back, 50% is a decay rate. So we have a decay rate of 50%, or an R of negative 0.5. You might remember I said take half of it each time, right? So we're going to have half of our sample every day. Uh, How long will it take for a sample of 20 grams? So 20 grams is our initial amount to reduce down to 2 grams. So we're going to take 20 grams, and we're going to take a percentage of it every day. That percentage is B equals 1 plus R. So we're going to have 1 plus a negative 0.5. Negative 0.5 added to 1 is another 0.5 back again, right? And the time is here. Again, that's what we're looking for. This time it's in days. So this is 2 equals 20 times, and instead of 0.5, I just think 1 half looks better, to the t power. It's easier usually to work with in our heads, 1 half. Now we want to solve for t, and it's up in an exponent. As of now, the only way we have for solving is to get the bases the same. So the best I can do is to maybe try dividing both sides by 20 to at least make the right-hand side a little simpler. So 2 over 20 equals 1 tenth. So I'm going to have 1 tenth equals 1 half to the t power. And what I did in the last section of work with solving special exponential equations was to see if I could get the same base on both sides. And then if I had the same base, then I could equate the exponents. Can I write 1 tenth with a base of one-half. So some power of a half equal to one-tenth. Isn't that what this says? Some power of a half equals a tenth. What is that power? Well, I know that a tenth is is a half times a fifth, but and it might seem tempting to use that, but that really doesn't help me in finding out what t is, because this is multiplying by a fifth, not raising to a power of a fifth. 
So I'm kind of stuck algebraically at this point. And so historically, all that, that uh, people had, a, had an option for without calculators was to make a table, a list of different powers of the base 1 half, and see if they could find a general area where if, when you raise 1 half to a power, you get something close to a tenth. And then they would have a general idea what the exponent should be. Let me show you what I mean. Here's a table. For different values of t, we're going to take 1 half to the t power. And, you know, it makes sense to start with 0 in terms of making a table, although in real life, we're not usually, you know, if we start with 0, we're just talking about some initial value, right? So 1 and 1 times 20 was our initial amount. When t is 1, we have 1 half to the 1 power, and that's a half. Still not a tenth, right? If we use t equals 2, we have 1 half squared, which you can see why I'm using a half instead of 0.5, right? Much easier to square a half. 1 fourth, quarter of a dollar, 0.25. That's 0.5 squared. Okay. 3, but still not a tenth, right? 3 1 half cubed is an eighth. Still not a tenth. 4 1 half to the fourth is 1 over 16. So now my denominator is bigger than 10. Here my denominator was smaller than 10. So 1 tenth is somewhere in here and closer to an eighth. So I know that my answer for t is t is going to be between 4 days and 3 days and closer to 3 days because 10 is closer to 8 than it is to 16. So before calculators, this would be the first step that someone might use to find out how long it would take for the sample to break down to 2 grams. Now in real life, the morning of the fourth day might be a good enough answer for somebody, right? After one day this, after two days this, after three days this, the morning of the fourth day you would get down to that sample being about 2 grams. Realistically, maybe that's enough time for you to know you need to be around in the morning for whatever you need to do with those 2 grams of substance. But if we want a more accurate representation, then somebody needs to make tables for powers of a half that are more accurate than just 1 half to the third and 1 half to the fourth. So they would have to take 1 half to the maybe 3.1, 1 half to the 3.2. And you can see how laborious this process is. And that's just for a base of 1 half. What if we wanted to use the base of 1 tenth, as we used in our first example? Or what if we want to use the base of E, as we did with our continuous compounding? That's a lot of tables. And historically, a lot of time was spent making these kinds of tables. And so it definitely inspired people to come up with a new function. And since we're going backwards, going from a given output to find the input that corresponds, can you think of the kind of function they're finding? If we're going backwards, given an output to finding an input, isn't that what we did in the first section of this chapter? Inverse functions. Given an output, what was the corresponding input? We need an inverse of the exponential function. And that was very much needed to 
be the beginning of moving away from these tables. It certainly wasn't going to solve the problem immediately, but it was the, the impetus for finding a new way to think about going backwards from exponential functions. And so that thing in the exponent that we raise a certain base to in order to get an answer, that's what we need a function for. It's an inverse of the exponential function. And John Napier, the man who is credited with with naming the quantity e, approximately 2.718 and so on, John Napier is the one who gave the inverse of the exponential function its name. And he called it the logarithm. So it's another new function. We're creating a new function similar to creating the square root of of something or uh, one over something to undo multiplication, square root to undo exponents. Logarithm. And on the next board, I'll write down where the word logarithm, how it breaks down. 